Well, good evening. I'm going to go ahead and say um, this is an early Merry Christmas present for me. Uh, tonight's lesson is not going to be very long, and you may be saying, well, none of your lessons are very long, but tonight's lesson will be um, abnormally short for this particular reason. Um, we're going to be having a, a I don't want to say extensive because that may throw some people off, but there will be a presentation back there where I will be explaining our curriculum and, um, and having our future teachers in there. Uh, we'll have a survey for everybody to fill out just to talk about what age groups you'd be willing to teach and all those um, different things. That way it can help me and the elders uh, develop a plan uh, for everything going on. So tonight, uh, my lesson portion is actually not going to be that long, but how many of you have ever heard of Paul Harvey? All right. Um, I, I titled the lesson tonight, So God Made a Teacher. Um, everybody, I think, I guess you're all familiar with Paul Harvey's idea of So God Made a Farmer speech. Wonderful speech. Um, really love it. He delivered it back in 1978 at an FFA convention. Uh, I love the first part of it where he says, uh, God says, or, or, and on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. Um, now, what's uh, amazing, now that really didn't happen, but um, what is amazing is that God also intended uh, to make teachers. Uh, and if you want to look at, so God made a teacher speech, really you could go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 uh, and following, and that's what we're going to be studying tonight to talk about this idea of God made teachers and why he made teachers. Now, I want all of you in here to do a little exercise with me. Don't worry. There's not going to be anything physical involved, but there will be some mental. Think of your favorite teacher you've ever had. It could be a Bible class teacher when you were younger. It could be a school teacher when you were younger, right? And I, I want you to think of that person. I used to remember when I came to the church in um, at 25, I didn't get to grow up with the Bible class teachers that everyone talked to me about when I was in Oklahoma. They were, oh, so-and-so was such a great Bible class teacher. She was so awesome to be around when I was a little kid. She made it so fun. She would have all these activities. She would spend so much time. Um, I remember when we were at Bear Valley, there was a, a lady by the name of Kathy Petrillo. Um, her husband is actually the president of the school there. And she would go, I mean, above and beyond to do all of these classes, and all the kids loved it, and they always uh, really enjoyed her classes. And I'm sure some of you know of that person in your life. Maybe it was more of a, a teenager. Maybe it was a man who taught the teenage class that you remember uh, what he did, or maybe it was somebody in school. What made that teacher so memorable? Was it because they spent time really preparing, really developing a lesson to help you learn? Uh, and I'm pretty sure that is uh, why that you are, are so remembering of them. And so tonight I want to talk about um, this idea of being a teacher because um, there's one particular fact in mind of what is going to happen in the future. We're all going to get older, right? Um, I know that in the future I'm going to get older, and you are too, and so are these young people. What is one of the biggest things we complain about all the time in the church? I'm sorry if I say complain, but our kids are leaving, right? Isn't that what we all complain about? 
Now, what's another thing that we are, are often finding uh, more and more of an issue in the church? We are losing our teachers, okay? Do you think any of those have a, a, a common ground, right? Our kids are leaving and our teachers are no longer helping. Well, that's what I want us to encourage, you, encourage y'all is to be teachers because 30 years from now, there may be young people sitting in this building who look back and say, oh, I remember that person, that my Bible class teacher and what they did for me and how they spent time and helped me understand God's word. Um, and so I really want to encourage everybody in here to get involved in this teaching program that we're about to have, this Bible class program that we are about to have. Now, I hope you've made it over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, uh, verses 11 and following. Notice what Paul says here to the Ephesian church, uh, to the Christians there at Ephesus. He says, and he gave. This is talking about how uh, when Jesus ascended, he gave gifts to men. And those particular gifts he talks about in Ephesians 4.11 is he gave the apostles, gave them a prophet's, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. Now, there's five particular gifts here, and and Paul had in mind the miraculous ability. Uh, We still have a a few of these titles today that we find in the church without the miraculous ability, obviously. But notice what all of these five particular gifts have in common. They're all teachers, right? Uh, The apostles are messengers. They're teachers, right? You have um, the, the pastors, the shepherds, they're teachers. You have teachers, you have evangelists who are going around evangelizing, teaching. Um, and you also have prophets who are teaching. All of these gifts are teaching gifts, right? And so why did God give these gifts to these people? Notice verse 12, two things, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So number one, the reason God made a teacher was to make sure the Christians were equipped for ministry, for service, right? Uh, What kind of teacher would I be if I said, good luck out there in the world, I hope you have a good time? I wouldn't be a very good teacher. You would not be equipped. What kind of contractor would I be on a construction site if I gave you no tools to go build a house? Pretty poor, right? And so... My job as a teacher and what God expects of a teacher is to give the tools to the people, right? To let them have a full tool belt as they go into the world so they can help themselves um, build their lives and also help build the church. So number one, why did God make a farmer, not why did God make a teacher, um, was so that they could help equip the saints for the work of service, right? And notice what he says very next thing, until or for the building up of the body of Christ. Number two is so that they could build up the body of Christ. Now, I love how he uses this wordage in these two verses because you think about it, um, he's equipping the saints, he's giving them the tools, and then what are the saints going to do with those tools? They're going to build, Right, And I think he's using this terminology on purpose, obviously, but if you were to go back and look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through, 20, uh, 19 through 22, he talks about how the whole church is built together on the right foundation, right? And so he's using this building terminology, and now he's saying, who is the main people that's helping get these builders involved? The teachers, 
right? And we have such a great role. And to think that um, only the adult teachers are the important ones, no, think about the cradle role, right? You get them involved at such a young age. First off, the hardest teacher, I think, that uh, the hardest teaching job, I think, in this building on any given Sunday or Wednesday is probably the cradle roll. Keeping little kids' attention for 45 minutes, uh, more power to you if you can do that. Um, now, again, I don't think God made men to be able to do that, and that's why we have special women that are able to nurture and help those young uh, children be able to learn and still be motivated to want to know more about God, and that's so great um, to be able to do that. But we start equipping our young people all the way from cradle roll, and then we get them to when they're teenagers. Right? We have all this time with them. What are we doing with that time? Are we equipping them? Because if we are equipping them, shouldn't the church be building up? And so if it's not building up, then what's happening? Our teachers aren't equipping the saints for the work of ministry, are they? And so that's why it's so important for us to make sure that we focus on uh, becoming these teachers uh, that God wanted so that we can help equip the saints for the work of ministry and for the building up of the body of Christ. And I pray that all of us in here will be very interested in wanting to do this. If you've never taught a class before, don't worry. We'll help you. Um, I know there are women who are veterans at teaching classes in here. They'll help you. I know there are men in here who are, have taught the teen class and have taught the adult classes. We'll help you. And we'll help you develop lessons. We'll show you the ropes. That way, if you've ever even desired to learn how to teach, we'll help you do that. Um, and so that's what I, I wanted to talk about tonight is the need for teachers. Um, and I know this goes without saying, I personally don't want the same teacher in those classrooms every single quarter. Because what happens? That teacher back there is back there all the time. And guess what they never get to have happen? be taught themselves. And I don't know if you've ever tried to run an engine without gas. Does it work very well? No. And so when we keep teachers back in rooms like that and they never get to come and feast on, on an adult Bible class uh, from Doug or myself or another person, I'm just going to be honest, they're going to run their tanks empty. And so I want as many people to be involved as possible so that way one quarter we expect one teacher to be back there. And then the next quarter, somebody else can come in. Then the next quarter, somebody else can come in. And so there's constantly a rotation going on. People are being equipped, uh, and also teachers are being uplifted and built up in the process. And we're all investing in our young people and trying to make a, a difference in uh, this church, but also uh, in the community by what we're doing. I hope I've encouraged you tonight through this lesson. Uh, again, right after this, um, we're going to have... Again, our, our songs and all of that. But after this service has ended, I want to please ask if you desire to be a teacher, um, and I'm going to stand at that front door and shake your hand goodbye and look at you. But, no, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to do that. But if you desire to be a teacher, please, that is from if you want to be a male adult teacher to a teenage teacher to the cradle roll teacher. If you desire at whatever age to be a teacher, please go back into the fellowship hall. We have the curriculum set up that we're going to be starting in January. I also have that quick survey I would love for you to fill out. That way we're able to see 
uh, where we have an abundance of teachers, where we may be lacking in teachers. Um, and I will go ahead and say, if you are a man desiring to be a teen teacher, um, you'll get to be with me for a little bit while I teach the teens, and I can show you the ropes. Not saying I'm a great teacher, uh, but I will hopefully be able to show you how to go through the material and develop and equip the saints for that uh, particular class. So um, I know this wasn't a class designed to cause anybody to respond to the invitation, but I always want to make it available. Uh, please, if you're someone here tonight who would like to ask for prayers uh, for whatever it may be in your life, we'd love to pray with you. Or maybe you're here tonight and you're ready uh, to have your sins washed away in the waters of baptism. Uh, we'd love and encourage you to do that as well tonight. I just ask that you please come while we stand and sing the song of invitation. Mm -hmm. 